Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Whiskey for the Ages podcast. My name is Brian Dawson, and I'm here with my daughters. Hannah. I'm Alora. And uh, we're about ready to launch into this uh, first episode. So what are we drinking tonight, guys? Oh, we're going to have a little bit of Larceny uh, Straight. 92 proof, something that's easily accessible on... Basically any shelf in any liquor store that you could that you can find around the country. Oh, that's one of my favorites. I love larceny. Well, that's great. So let's get started with a little bit of background on larceny. It is made in Kentucky in the United States here uh, by Heaven Hill Distillery. Uh, mash bill is 68% corn, 20% wheat, and 12% malt barley. Uh, barrel char three uh, with a number three, and there is no age statement on this. Goes into the barrel at 125 proof, and as Hannah said earlier, the ABV is uh, 46% or 92 proof. Should be able to buy this one anywhere for 25 to 30 dollars U.S. Pretty solid. I think it's a good one to start off for this whole adventure with the site. I think maybe some of you may know us from our Whiskey for the Ages blog, whiskeyfortheages.com, which is a site that Dad and I started back in 2019, right? Yeah, yes. 2019, um, towards the end of the year. And we've spent a lot of time accumulating uh, reviews, accumulating whiskeys, Having a lot of good ones, having a couple bad ones every now and then, but we've posted, it happens. It happens. We've posted our reviews over there. Um, we've had a heck of a time with it. We thought, you know what? Let's bring the written word a little bit more personal, a little bit more uh, intimate, so to speak, through the podcast. And and here we are. Yeah, we hope we uh, can put something out that everybody enjoys and can have fun with us. So let's talk a little about this uh, this Larcy we're drinking tonight. Laura, this is your favorite. Yes, so it's got a lot of sugary notes in it and I tend to gravitate towards the sugary sweetness like all the vanillas, all the caramels, um, all the candies. And this one initially, like when I take a drink of it, um, it it tends to be very, very sweet, but it's also not overwhelmingly hot. It just settles in the, it just settles so nicely and so warmly. And I really like that. It's not overwhelming. It was actually the first bourbon that I gravitated to the most because I had had a few sips here and there. I was when my dad started his uh, bourbon adventure, I was underage, but sometimes I would have a few sips of what he was drinking. So, so once I turned 21... You didn't I, say that out loud, did you? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> we, we went there. We, we went there. Uh, but, yeah, this one was one of your, one of your favorites. What about it kind of hooked you in as far as bourbon goes? Well, we've been 
um, on a trip over to Wisconsin to visit with family and to do some other stuff, and, um, and I'm kind of a soft-spoken, shy person in really, really big groups, and one of the things that really helped me connect with the family, who I was still getting to know, um, was bourbon. It, everyone was drinking it around the campfire, and I really understood the experience of bourbon. I, um, I loved how it was able to connect all of us together, even though, like, Hannah and I were still getting to know our family, and I thought that that was really special. So I got a bit of a I've got a bit of attachment to it because of that reason. I think a lot of us probably have stories like that getting into bourbon where it's the company around us and the atmosphere coming off of that company that actually makes the bourbon speak to us potentially for the first time. I know that's how it was for me when I first started drinking bourbon. Uh, I had had like you, a couple of sips every now and then. I was in college though, uh, just coming home from college and watching dad try bourbons at restaurants and thinking, what is going on? I want to know. And I think it wasn't until the Christmas of 2018-ish. Was it 2018? It had to have been. Uh, Maybe 2017. Yeah, I think it was a little earlier than that, but yeah, 2017. Somewhere there. Uh, that Weller Antique Christmas time, that was the one that really, hook, line, and sinker, this is what bourbon is, this is what is powerful about it, what's special about it, what's unique about it to other spirits, to any other form of alcohol. But yeah, little, that, little nostalgic. Little nostalgic. Those yeah. ones always kind of bring us back to that. I mean, for me, going back to our original point here, I can't help but digress when it comes to Weller and my my bourbon entry story there. But coming back to the larceny, of course, you said that you got a lot of caramel. Yes. That's kind of your dominant. Yes. Yeah, I would have to agree on that. I get a lot of caramel. I think the grain here is also. Uh, pretty strong. This is a weeded bourbon, so unlike your customary bourbon, perhaps, where rye is the secondary ingredient after the corn, the wheat comes in to really soften things up and create something that isn't going to burn or create too much spice. So I definitely get the wheat in here as well, just very it kinda, gentle. kind of creates a softness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, too, when I'm smelling it, I get that uh, caramelized sugar or woody caramel. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's yeah. some, some maple sugar there as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, I, uh, when I'm smelling things, I kind of go f uh, searching for fruits. Do I smell any fruits? Or do I smell any sugars? Or what kind of sweet do we have? And on this one, I'm getting a little bit of uh, ripe berries or even sweet cherries mm. and and mm. Uh, kind of a hint of, of fresh peel of orange or something like that. That's interesting. I don't get too many of the berry. I do get um, a little bit of that cherry. I also get a little bit of apple. Oh, Some yeah. nice tart apple in there. I like larceny. I think um, 
this is a really great bourbon to introduce to someone who maybe has never had bourbon before. I mean, mm -hmm. Alora's case in point example of that, but it is a very approachable bourbon, and I think it has a lot going for it in its palette lineup for what kind of flavor profiles you can actually get out of it. Yeah. Would you guys agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. There's a bourbon out there for everybody. And yeah. I know there's going to be somebody that says, I don't like bourbon. Well, that's perfectly fine. Yet, uh, as a bourbon ambassador, <laughs> I make oh, it is my... is that what we're calling ourselves? <laughs> sure, bourbon why not? Bourbon ambassadors? All right. All right, here we are. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be a bourbon steward someday, too. Oh, so. <laughs> that's a goal. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, with that said, we're kind of, when we're sipping it or tasting it, what do you get that you can taste that you don't smell? Oh, that's a really that's a, good question. For me, like, when I smell it, I get initially a lot of sugars. A lot of sugars. But I also get, like, really... I get a citrus element in it. Like, I get yep. candied oranges or candied... Um, let's see. I think I even get... Yeah, a little bit of candied mangoes as well. Oh, like wow. it, yeah, That's it intense. can get it can get pretty the smell is well for me when I'm smelling things I tend to get more notes. I delve into what I'm trying to hunt for, like oh wait, hold on. I think it's like a citrus. Well what kind of citrus? That's kinda like my goal. So I just go in. And then when I do the tasting, I try to compare what my nose is compared to what I'm tasting. It's like, can I get candied mangoes when I taste it? So you said that you got that on the nose or on the palate, the mango? The mangoes was on the nose. Mango on the but nose. But when I taste it, it's I get so much more of the sugary, kind of like what Dad gotcha. was saying with the burnt caramel or, um, or the maple. I get more of that. I think I get a little bit of vanilla on the nose that doesn't come through as strongly in the palate. But again that apple that I get mm. on the palate, I don't really see that coming through the nose. So there is a little bit of flip-flop there. It's always interesting with bourbons, with whiskeys in general, frankly, to see how well the nose and the palate actually stack up against each other in their constitutions. For me, when I taste it, I get a hint of peanuts in there, and I also get uh, some more oak uh, more of a seasoned oak, not really smoky or any way, but it's also a little bit earthy. And, you, you know, I, we talk in terms of earthiness, uh, not dirt, but just depth, a, an element of depth that I get from the taste that I don't get in the, in the, in the nose. How, do, how does it feel in your mouth when, you, when you're holding it? Soft. Very, very it's soft. soft. Yeah. I know that's because of the wheat. You know, it, the the wheat makes it soft. There's a little bit of warmth that comes in at the back. Um, of course, as I say, a little bit of warmth. I, I'm trying to keep in mind that I've had however many different bourbons and whiskeys that I've had in my time as a bourbon ambassador, as I guess we're calling ourselves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I, I, for me, it's not super hot, but I can feel it 
being a little tingly warm at the at the end. Overall, I'd say that it's pretty soft though. I would agree. Yeah, it's kind of like because Hannah and I have both had a lot of different bourbons over the years. Um, obviously, same for Dad, but you know, I feel like the longer you drink bourbon, the more or specifics that you're able to get out of it. Like, yep. is it, I mean, when I first started, it was burning. Whatever bourbon I was having, it just burned and burned and burned. But compared to, like, something with 120 proof, like Old Forest or 1920, you know... At 115, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be much more of a burn than, say, a 90 proof. Something, something like we're drinking yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to me, this is a little rough on the edges. Now, That's I don't. Interesting. I don't mean that it's rough and harsh and, and anything like that. It's just that for a 90, 92 proof bourbon, it just feels just a tad rough, and that may be because of its of its youth. There is no age statement. I said that earlier. But it's largely believed it's somewhere between four and six years old. Does that take away from it? Not at all. It's just something that I find is interesting. But along with that little bit of roughness, I get a nice, satisfying chest warmth. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Each, each swallow yeah. is right there in the finish, and it yeah. just it's just warming. Absolutely. And talk about that finish. You know, those cherries that I tasted early... Now they are not sweet. They're more like a dark dried cherry. And See, for me, the grain comes in even stronger on the finish. Yep. I get that wheat really punchy on the finish there. I get a mix of both, both the cherries and the and the wheat. Like, if I were to refine like the cherries a little bit, dare I say, it kind of goes into like the black cherries or even. Even yep. the Rainier cherries, almost. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, not maraschino. Not yep. maraschino, because there is a difference. So, it's it's kind of like, again, just the more specific, like, what are we delving into? We get a cherry sort of flavor. Well, what kind of cherry is it? Yeah, we're pretty fortunate. We're out here in Idaho, and, and every spring, the, the cherries come on. on uh, uh, there's a cherry festival in a town nearby <laughs> us, and, and we get to have those dark uh, red Bing cherries or the Rainier cherries like like Laura mentioned. So yeah, it's great to be able to taste these things, but it's even better to have something, okay, I can identify that. I can taste that. So that's that's really good. So what about uh, what about value? What do you think about this one, Hannah? I think that the value on this one's pretty on point. I mean, for a $25 to $30 bourbon, and you'll hear me talk about value a lot here, I suspect, because it is one of my big uh, points <laughs> for a bourbon. If it's something that I want to pay the price point for, $25, $30, bucks, yeah, I'll pay that all day long for this bourbon. I think that going beyond that might be a bit of a stretch. We are seeing frankly an inflation in the market on on how much a bourbon is becoming on the shelf even at the msrp level the prices are going up nevertheless the larceny you know for representing that 25 
$30 price point, which is kind of the entry level price point for bourbon, I think it makes a great statement. Here I am. Here's what bourbon's about. I'm not going to knock you off your feet with heat or aggression or anything like that. I'm just going to be here to introduce you to the, to the tricks of the trade, so to speak, which I really love. Yep, yep. And, and I think it's a solid choice. Great, like Hannah had mentioned earlier, introductory bourbon, bring people in, have them taste a sip of it. Yeah, they're, they, may, they may balk at it because it is 94 proof, but uh, that's just something something that people have to get get past. I think that the, the smoothness of this uh, is really, really a nice, nice touch. Notes of caramel, notes of vanilla, great product. Yep. All the things I really like. And it's really good to know that I, that I personally can afford a bourbon that's just consistently good. And I think that Larceny, with its 25 to $30 value, is just that. It's oh, just yeah. consistently yeah. good. If, if you're trying to be on a budget with bourbon... You can never go wrong with this one, especially college students. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's some others in this similar price point that uh, also have this notes of caramel and van uh, vanilla. Uh, standard Maker's Mark. It's another weeded bourbon just like this Larceny. It's got smoothness, and, and it has a nice sweet taste. Then there's Buffalo Trace. You know, Buffalo Trace has been out there for every... You know, maybe kind of hard to find sometimes, but it's <laughs> it's a smooth and sweet bourbon. And then also in this similar price range is you've got uh, some Elijah Craig small batch, little bit more harsh on that one. Um, I'll attribute that to it's a rye bourbon mm -hmm. instead of having the wheat in it. It's got the rye in that uh, second spot. Yeah, and Heaven Hill rye bourbons tend to have a little bit of punch to them in in, in that regard. Yet. Once you're, uh, once you're acclimated to that, there's going to be uh, that smooth and rich flavor to it. And then one that's kind of dear to my heart. I, you know, people are going to laugh at me maybe a little bit, but Evan Williams Bottled and Bond. And don't look past this one. Often on or sale. Or don't look down on it. It's <laughs> often on the bottom shelf at a liquor store yep. <laughs> because it's so cheap. It's a really to solid $20. value. Yeah. 16 to 20 dollars bottled in bond that means that it's going to be about 100 proof and it's just it's just a stellar bourbon it's not going to knock anybody's socks off but it's just always consistent and that what's that's what we're talking about here larceny makers they're all consistent products right so that's the larceny that that's the that's the story of the larceny we thought we'd give you a little a little tasting, so to speak, of what we're actually having uh, on this Popping the Cork episode, this inaugural episode of Whiskey for the Ages. Obviously, we have a lot of things planned for this podcast. We'd love to get to know you, have you get to know us. I think one of the biggest ways that people get to know us, at least, and try to figure out who we are, what we do, is, well, how'd you get started? in this journey. I mean, Alora kind of talked about it going to Wisconsin. I kind of talked about it. Christmas, Dad, you didn't actually mention how you got into this world. Well, I came to the uh, 
the bourbon journey or the whiskey journey kind of late. Of course, we all played with uh, whiskeys back in our university days, and a lot of those days need to be forgotten. Um, <laughs> although I do remember slightly being face down in snow some at some point. <laughs> oh, but that's not uh, what we want to talk about here. I got started uh, into this journey. Back in 2014. Whiskey proper. Yeah, whiskey proper. Back in 2014. So like I say, I come to this a little bit late. Um, I'm in my mid-60s. So you guys do the math. Uh, I went. I was invited to a trade show in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, three days. I was a presenter there. And it was a really tight show. Uh, tight in the sense that there were no extra days to go on a bourbon tour or go to on a whiskey tour anywhere. Um, quite frankly, we stayed in the hotel almost the entire time. Uh, so knowing that, the promoters had set up a, a, a nightly bourbon trail tour. Uh, what they had done is they had some breakout rooms and, and uh, local uh, distilleries had come in. And I remember, there. I think there were six. Uh, one of them, I just don't remember who it was. But Four Roses was there, uh, Buffalo Trace, Maker's Mark, Wild Turkey, and Woodford Reserve. And uh, A lot of those ones we just mentioned being similar to, to this guy here, to Larceny. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's funny. And I had really never delved into it enough to know, hey, yeah, there's all these whiskeys on the shelf in, the, in a liquor store, but what makes them different? Well, that first uh, first inauguration for me, uh, I remember thinking, "Wow, this is this is different." You know, I taste Four Roses; it's completely different than the Maker's Mark or or even the Buffalo Trace. And I remember thinking, oh, "I better do this again." So uh, I was able to go through the tour twice, <laughs> and and. Uh, I do remember feeling, wow, this is this is really something. And then uh, on the plane ride back home, I kind of took stock and thought, man, I, I ought to look into this. But then you know how life kind of tends to happen. One thing leads to another, and you get busy, and you kind of put things by the wayside. Well, then kind of fast forward to 2015, uh, a friend and I go f fly fishing quite a bit, and we did an overnight camp, and and he had brought along some Buffalo Trace. And it kind of brought it all home for me. I got to thinking, wow, I need to look back into this again. And uh, We had quite a winter back in 2016. Uh, those of us, uh, or those folks that know anything about Idaho, we have a... a Snowmageddon. Yeah, Snowmageddon. Yeah, literal Snowmageddon. That, that was the most snow that our part of Idaho had seen Maybe ever. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. intense. There were some records. I do remember the consistent snow days we had. and That's right. Yeah. yeah. I was learning how to drive back then, so that <laughs> was an adventure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. that was the winter then. Yeah. So that late winter, early spring, uh, my buddies and I decided we're going to do a backpacking trip. And uh, we decided that we were going to go back into the Frank Church uh River of No Return Wilderness. I mean, who wouldn't want to go to some place that has a name like River of No Return? But the downside to it was it was going to be at the end of the end 
of the end <laughs> of the goat trail. <laughs> and then we would walk from there. And then we're thinking three, four nights, we're not going to be able to take enough of the regular adult beverages one would normally take. So I started thinking bourbon. And I started to teach myself. And when I talk about teaching myself, I didn't know enough to know that I didn't know anything. So I went to the local liquor store that happened to be right across the street from where I worked. And uh, with some help from the liquor store manager, who's still a great friend today, uh, I bought some 375 milliliter bottles, the smallies, if you will. I wasn't about to spend a whole lot of money on this project, especially if I didn't know if I was going to like it. And then I started comparing two. And frankly, I don't remember what I had first, but I'm sure Maker's Mark was in there. Largely because I remembered Maker's Mark from my business trip. The red wax is pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It stands out. They're yeah. one of the it does. most heavily marketed ones for sure. Yep, yep. And I think I, I compared it to, uh, it could have been Wild Turkey 101. I don't remember for sure. But I remember, oh, okay, I like this one better than that one. And then I would go back to the liquor store and buy another 375, and I would compare it to the one I liked. And pretty soon I started to come up with a profile, something which I would tell myself, oh, I like this style. And it turns out that I was kind of a wheat person or a weeder. I liked this. And all the while, Alora is kind of watching and, quite frankly, nosing what I am. She says, can I smell it? Can I smell it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I was seeing him, like, drink bourbon. Like, I'd see, I'd grown up with, you know, him drinking beer. And all of a sudden, he's getting the glasses out. And he's drinking whiskey. And I'm like, who? What have you done with my dad? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just one of those things. Yeah. And back those days, it was long before we... Started using Glen Glen Cairns long before I did. I just used a small jelly jar, and quite frankly, today we're drinking out of jelly jars. Uh, <laughs> they don't break. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, kind of fast forward a little bit into the spring. University season is over. I'm going back over to eastern side of the state pick up Hannah from university, and we that's got really a, how it how it all started as. I think more of a family endeavor yeah. than in there. I mean, that that's a distinct point in time. And I think, you know, that was when I, 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 I'm seeing him drink a glass of bourbon at a restaurant. Woodford Reserve, I think it was. I didn't like it. I thought it was hot, painful. Why would anybody <laughs> do this to themselves? This is torture. But... Me being me, I want to know, okay, well, clearly there's some inherent value into this whole culture that is whiskey, that is more specifically bourbon, uh, especially here. And what's it all about? What's going on? And I kept trying at it with minimal success, I'll admit. But looping back to the beginning <laughs> of this episode, that Weller at Christmas, Weller Antique, 107 proof sitting with that one Christmas day you just have your turkey your ham whatever and everything is looking mighty bright uh, <laughs> mighty sparkling everything is just dandy 
You got and friends, you yeah. got family, everybody's just kind of in that relaxed, yeah. joyous mood. Yeah, and that's when you really kind of go, okay, I get it. I get what's going on here. I get that there's a story that can come out of a glass just as much as there is a story that's gone into the glass. Mm -hmm. And me being uh, a very large fan of stories, it hooked me in pretty strongly after that point. And I approached whiskey after that with a lot more respect, curiosity, open-mindedness, and here, here I am today, a, a bourbon ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but that's a little bit about us. Uh, we're really excited to have you guys here. We're really excited to go on this next phase of our journey with you. Uh, if you've been with us through the blog, thank you. We're certainly not ditching that. This, consider this just chapter two of the same fantastic story, and we're definitely going to be sticking around on the blog as well. But... What are we doing on the podcast? What What's our... So, basically, this is our chance to get to know you guys. Um, way down the line, we're actually going to be doing um, a bit of a live stream. We're going to mm -hmm. actually get to talk to you and see what your guys' preferences are. We're also going to be delving into the history of bourbon. That's kind of what... Um, my dad's really, really interested, and he could go on and on and on and on about it. But it's so, it's so cool. Talk but, about the stories. Yeah. Uh, Hannah mentioned the stories. I've said for years that they should teach Bourbon 101 in high school. Because <laughs> when they're Ameri not allowed to drink? Yeah, really? Yeah. Starting that early? Absolutely. I mean, I, I was mean, already kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah. Washington gave his troops whiskey at Valley Forge to keep them there. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> so yeah, we're going to be going into the history of all of this. We're going to be going into a live stream, like Alora said, get you guys in and, and uh, or have a pour with you. Make it a big communal event. That's what bourbon's all about. Yep. Do a couple of big reviews with you guys along the way. That's the that's next week's or ne next episode's plan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. we're we're gonna pick one of our whiskeys and and do a, a full on review, kind of like what we did with the Larceny, but maybe even a little bit more in depth because it'll be our first time. We're yeah, gonna pop it, the cork yeah. on it. This one was one where we tried and true Larceny. We know it, we love it. Let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it'll be really cool to see what we get into on the fly with you guys next time yep and then after that we're gonna kind of do some some uh, educational stuff or what we think we're gonna show uh, uh, how we taste whiskey what we do how we go about it we're talking about the differences in the pores you know kind of digress a little bit here we're whiskey for the ages well i'm in my 60 somethings and and the girls are not. You, know, you already you already heard them say certain things that they like that I can't smell. You know, and quite frankly, I think Alora's got the best nose and palate of and palate of, of us all. Because I'm a picky eater, that's well, why. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe so. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the differences and does glassware matter, or do you put water in it? You know, we're gonna, we're gonna dig in. And then we'll kind of sit back and have, have an episode where we uh, 
just kind of what Hannah likes to call our slow pour. Mm -hmm. We're just going to sit back and relax. And kind of the first one that we're thinking about doing and are probably going to come up with is women in a liquor store. We'll yeah. see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> Two daughters. <laughs> guys, guys don't have a perspective of this. And being that I've got two daughters, I hear things that, quite frankly, I'm a little bit embarrassed that my fellow man does what they do to, to women, whether it is in the liquor store or not. But we're going to focus on that. Then we're going to kind of talk about some 90-proof whiskeys, kind of like what we're drinking tonight, maybe a little bit lower, but we'll kind of just spotlight four or five, three, four or five 90-proof uh, and just kind of uh, tell how they compare. Following that, we're going to be doing a similar thing, another spotlight, this time with a distillery. So another three to five bourbons, maybe even a rye or two in there, we'll see, uh, with what, a, what any distillery has to offer. We haven't picked the distillery yet. It's going to be mighty fun when we do. There's certainly a lot out there, and whatever distillery we have, there's so many offerings these days from any given distillery, even, you know, Maker's Mark has however many private selects, cask strengths, 46. There's just so many things that can come out of a distillery. So we're really looking forward to that. Uh, we've got interviews set planned, uh, bringing other people in, uh, people with other kinds of expertise than what we have, and really sitting down with them, chatting with them. We're really excited for the lineup that we have. Uh, each season we'll be including someone new on the adventure and this season we've got a really great person so we're really excited. I think the thing I'm most excited for though is like how we're going to be doing a review next episode on something that we pick out of our bunker. At the very end of all of this we're going to give the, the reins over to you guys and tell and have you tell us what you want us to review. We'll give you three to five options that we've got in our bunker unopened, never tried, and you get to tell us which one you want us to taste and give our opinions on. I'm really excited for that one. I think that one I might be the most excited for because it'll be a really great, another great way to get to know you guys after that live stream event and doing all of that. So that's kind of our lineup. We're gonna do 10 episodes per season. And uh, from there, we'll kind of cycle it back and forth, and we'll just do the same thing over and over again, and hopefully we'll go long, long into the future. Definitely. I'm excited for this. It's going to be really great. Uh, we are excited to have you guys here. I've said it I don't know how many times, but I truly am excited. Uh, we're looking forward to having your feedback. Looking forward to having you come on this adventure with us share your preferences, share your stories, because bourbon, as we've said also, bourbon is a story, whiskey is a story, whatever happens in the distillery, and the rickhouse, and the barrel, and the bottle, and the truck, and the store, all of it's a story, and we're really hoping to get to know you through your stories, have you get to know us through our stories, and really just sit back with a glass, a glass and have a glass have, have a, a glass. sip you know yeah. and just let's have a good time let's create yep. more camaraderie within the field it's a rapidly growing field but i don't think that's 
any reason why we can't be familial with each other, friendly with each other, and... Bourbon connects us. Definitely. And, I mean, it can connect, like, family between my dad and my sister, but it can also connect massive groups of people. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really what we want to do. We want to be able to establish those connections with bourbon. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of a better thing than yep. that. Yeah. yeah. So we'd, what we'd like you to do is go to our website. It's whiskeyfortheages.com. Super a, simple. Yep. There's a link on there for our contact page. And you can drop us an email. Uh, there will be links to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we just we just want to hear from you. We, yeah. We want to make this your show just as much as it is ours. Absolutely. Oh, yes. And don't think that we're abandoning that blog. Uh, every review that we do on the fly with you guys here, the one next week, the one that you guys will pick for us in the future, those reviews will still be going up on the blog uh, as we do them. We'll have other reviews that will be going up on the blog uh, in the meantime while we're still posting episodes here. So... If you're a blog person, if you like reading us more than listening to us, well, <laughs> all right. But you, there's yep. that option for you always. Absolutely. And for now, let's end this with a with a salute and cheers, everybody. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Good night. Good night.